Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hello, and welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Got a great show for you today. Our guest is an accomplished entrepreneur and real estate investor. He's the co-founder of BNM Property Solutions and founder of Mighty Estates LLC in Atlanta, Georgia. His approach to with business is very, very simple. He focuses on win-win solutions in every transaction. And today, I invited him on the show to tell us about how he does it. So please, without further ado, please help me welcome to the show, Mr. Brandon Barnes. Brandon, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, we met in, uh, where was that? That was that was in Atlanta where we met, right? Was it Eddie Speed's right. event? Very good. Yeah. We got to talk a little bit, and it sounds like you're doing some interesting things, so I wanted to bring you on the show, and let's talk about it. So um, how long have you been investing? Yeah, so look, I got my start in early 2016 um, from zero to six figures that first year just by mm-hmm. chance. Um, no, that doesn't well, happen by chance. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, blessings, uh, fortune, destiny. Um, I literally had gotten fired f- a few weeks after getting married. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, that I had a buddy. Uh, started everything off, right? <laughs> right. I had a buddy um, <laughs> that I met in Pittsburgh while I was um, interning up there with Heinz. Um, and I always was talking about real estate and rentals and stuff like this. And I called him like right after I got fired and I said, Hey man, what's this real estate thing all about? And he was like, man, bro, like, how about this? I actually moved to Atlanta. I'm down here in your city right now. Mm-hmm. And I have this great mentor. His name is Tom Kroll. Uh, you come check him out, <laughs> man. He'll fire you up. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, for sure. I'm there. And, um, I got started literally um, January 2016, and um, I'll never look back. Sweet. Uh, so what does business look like for you today then? Yeah, so um, I'm primarily wholesaling. Um, of okay. course, the wholesaling ink model kind of starts you off with direct mail. I did a bit of that. Um, then I got into doing some probate deals, probate letters. Um, and then towards the end of 2016, I started hearing about Brent Daniels and cold calling. Mm. 
And I was like, hey, this away. Um, so he was breaking down the costs versus the revenue he was generating. Um, it just seemed like, uh, you know, far and away, a lot better way of generating leads. Um, and I started to follow him, pick his brain. Um, and so I started cold calling early 2017. Um, mm-hmm. That next year, we did a good amount of deals. We, you know, we got about 200 grand that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I went on and hired some cold callers uh, and mm-hmm. hired an acquisitions manager. Um, and uh, year three, just shy of a million. This year, just north of a million. I had revenue, a hundred percent cold calling, um, hundred percent calling list sourced leads. Okay. Well, congrats on that, bud. Nice, nice uh, trajectory there. So yes, it, it's hard for me to even believe that you just said something that you said that, uh, you're doing direct mail and then you got excited about cold calling. Nobody gets excited about cold calling. <laughs> so what was it about the cold calling that you found so appealing? Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, Brent Daniels and the whole TTP method, I know cold calling has been around for forever, right? Uh, but for wholesalers, I think he really championed it um, in that late 2016, early 2017. It were not that many people doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And the numbers that he was showing, um, his, um, his profit margin just seemed um, way better than uh, the folks that were sending massive amounts of mail at that time. Right. Um, you know, so for, you know, 15, 30 grand generate, you know, six figures a month, um, mm-hmm. just with a few cold callers, acquisitions, guide dispositions, and some, you know, some data and systems. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, mm-hmm. it just seemed like a great opportunity. And I don't think that many people were doing it at that time. So I jumped on the bandwagon very early. Um, and I think that's why, you know, we hit our stride and, um, are, you know, one of the better, I think, cold calling teams, um, here in Atlanta that's consistently doing deals. Nice. Yeah. There's two ways to do this business. You can pay for it or you can earn it. Right. And, uh, you can pay for the marketing or you can earn it through the picking up the phone and knocking on the doors. Okay. So all making sense. And then you got on here. So humbly saying by chance you did really well. No, you worked hard. <laughs> That's hard work. <laughs> so, uh, um, wanted to shine some light on that cause that ain't easy. So congrats on that. What, um, who are you calling? Who are your favorite people to call? Yeah, honestly, um, you know, we are taking the the most generic route. We are literally just cold calling list source leads. Vast so the listsource.com? Listsource.com, yeah. Okay. So we're purchasing lists, large lists, because um, we have, you know, we're, you know, dialing 90 hours per week or so mm-hmm. amongst three cold callers. Um, so that's a lot of data we got to feed them. So for us, it's going in and dialing, um, pulling down an absentee owner list. Okay. Maybe an owner occupied list. Um, at this point, you know, I blast the whole city, uh, thirty mile radius of Atlanta. Um, equity filters off. You know, I, I, just, I you're just off. calling everybody. You're just going through the phone book. For sure, hundred percent. Do they even make phone books anymore? You could save a lot of money <laughs> than going to the list source. <laughs> it reminds me of my first day as a real estate agent yeah. broker. Put this big yeah. giant yellow or the white pages on on my desk. Said, "Start calling." I was like, "Man." <laughs> anyway, I just remember that. I thought it was illegal. Like that we had to stop call, calling because that darn do not call list. Does that even exist anymore? 
You know, um, it does. Um, we do a good job of when somebody says do not call, we definitely DNC them immediately. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but anytime, you know, we you know, hop on the phone with somebody that may that say that, you know, they may have been on the do not call us, you know, immediately apologize and back away and uh, make sure that we don't call them again. Um, mm-hmm. But I think some of the lists uh, are um, naturally scrubbed against the DNC registry. Okay. Um, but I, mean, I haven't heard many people get into too much trouble with it lately. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know. I heard this just on one instance and he says, that, no, it's, it's far reaching, but I've only heard about it once. So it's, it's secondhand information about, uh, you know, there's guys out there that just wait to be called to fire off their lawsuits. Have you heard about that? Have you had any experience with that? Yes. I haven't had experience with it, but I think um, there was a guy, I can't think of his name. Um, he's out of um, Virginia. And he did a video, YouTube video about a guy that was like suing every wholesaler that was sending him ringless voicemails. Mm. And the attorney that he took it to said, Hey, I know this guy. He just knows the playbook and you know, he can a little bit of a a settlement, five, 10, $15,000. And excellent. So I know that I heard about that. I guess I heard about the same dude. All right. So there's a YouTube video on it. I didn't know that. Interesting. All right. So, Hey, they're all out there. And then this is part of doing business sometimes. So when you're actually calling the people, what's the approach? You just pick up the phone and, Hey, you want to sell your house? Yeah. I mean, very, 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 um, you know, general conversation, you know, Hey, uh, Mr. Homeowner, you got to be really energetic. Of course. Um, <laughs> looking to purchase property and want to be main street. Just wanted to see if you consider selling. Um, if you can stick the introduction, the rest of the call is downhill from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm get on the phone with a homeowner and they feel like they either know you or they may know you and you know they're not going to hang up and ghost you or think you're a telemarketer the rest mm-hmm. of the conversation is downhill that's when you're just engaging you know building a report asking questions you know of course our people know how to engage and they know how you know what stories to tell about past deals and and really mm-hmm. dig in but if you can stick the introduction on a cold call it's game mm-hmm. over i mean if they're willing to sell their house you're going to find that out. Yeah. Now there's, there's so much to that people that uh, call me with so many marketers today, you know, if they call and they fumble it, I'm just annoyed and irritated. Can't wait to hang up the phone. Right. So what's one of the tricks? How, how do you stick the, what, what's what, like, what's your go-to move to stick the intro? Yeah. So always, um, say hi before, um, the other person say hi, uh, says hi. Uh, hello. Uh, so you say your greeting as soon as you think that the call is live, um, and refer them, refer to the person by first name. So, Hey Jim, mm-hmm. how's it going? You know, like you just have to be really quick, really upbeat, uh-huh. go high, um, refer to them by first name. Um, you know, just want to see if you consider selling your property, you want to be main street, and then you go on to your spill, but get through it quickly. Be Got respectful it. of their time. Tell them what you're calling for and get out of there. Um, so that's kind of the big thing. Got it. Yeah, no, my, my wife is so good at everywhere we go. Um, she's always reading whoever's working, like she'll read the name tag and mm-hmm. use their name. And it gets her in so many doors just by using the first name. Right. And oh, yeah, well, the, 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 it's, it's it's remarkable. It's like almost voodoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, oh, so the, I mean, cold calling is great and everything. But what has made us successful mm-hmm. is how we follow up with these homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. that I heard, I mean, I, I listened to, of course, uh, your podcast. 
Um, and I heard you on a recent podcast talk about, you know, like you're, you're sending offers to everybody mm-hmm. um, or, or you're sending your handwritten offers. We're not doing that, but we are making sure that we get an offer in front of everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Our, my, my team is all virtual, even though I'm doing deals here in Atlanta. Um, we're only going to the property once it's under contract. And the way we're able to do that is because we're mm-hmm. sending massive amounts of offers and we're constantly following up. Uh, my acquisition manager actually lives in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference between our system, I learned this from Adam and Luke Swanley out of um, Philly. They said that they wanted to kill Podio. They said, we're doing our deals and, and we're calling out a mojo dialer. Mojo mm-hmm. is a CRM. Why are we dealing with Podio? Mm-hmm. And as soon as they, as soon as they started talking about that, and I, you know, I engaged them on some calls um, about that, we made that leap of faith too, to think that we could lock up deals over the phone without going to the property. It was a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. once my prospectors say that this is a lead, they're assigning a follow-up to my acquisitions manager. So where every day he comes in and he just looks at his calendar and power dials all of the leads that have been assigned to him, you know, categorized specifically by, you know, whether he thinks they're hot, not cold, long-term. And he's able to follow up and have long conversations with each of the leads that come through versus the average wholesaler, a real estate investor that gets their leads in the podio and then has to sort through and hand dial and pick who they want to call one by one. Mm -hmm. My acquisition manager is always in the power dollar, having long conversations and setting tasks for my VA to send the offers. That's how we win. Nice. I like it. Okay. So a few different things came up. Which one do I talk about first? Yeah. We killed Podio ourselves about four years ago. Nice. Yeah. I just, I thought that was a disaster. Some people love it and I, I'm God bless them. I'm glad they were able to figure it out and I'm glad they're doing well with it, but it was just terrible for us. For sure. I mean, it can, it can be a rabbit hole. We still use it, but we only put the deal only goes there once it's under contract mm-hmm. and then I track it through the dispositions process. Got it. Super. The dollar. All right. So you got your acquisition manager. He's got all the leads set. The, the prospectors have se- separated the leads from the, everything else. They put the leads in front of the acquisition manager. He goes and power dials through there. And then uh, he has his, he sticks his intro and then it goes from where? How do we end up with the offer? What's that process look like? Yep. So his script is a little bit longer. Um, I'm actually pretty proud of it. Uh, something that I created, um, kind of merging some of my favorite mentors, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a few elements of Todd Toback. It has some um, John Martinez. Um, and has some, you know, advanced agreements um, and um, the Ackerman mm-hmm. method. So where you're, you've come up with your your Mayo, and then you anchor sixty six percent, seventy five percent, eighty three percent. So he takes them through this longer script where he's, you know, um, asking for permission out the gate, qualifying and diagnosing. Um, it's our sales cycle. Um, then he's um, getting into. Um, uh, delivering uh, offers um, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, how, how we can fulfill. And then he takes them through the offer process at, you know, anchor level one, level two, level three, and then Mayo. Um, so his script is a lot longer. Um, he's having longer conversations and then he's 
looking at the property on Zillow, looking for sold comps and backing out um, equity and, and, and our margin to make mm-hmm. his offer on the fly. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. He's, he's that, doing this on the fly. So he's got Zillow set up in front of him, brings up the property, and then you guys got your own little formula, right? You set your anchors first and come in with the real formula. So then when you come with the real answer, it seems kind of probably seems better than what they thought they were going to get maybe, right? Yeah. And, you know, the average, um, you know, most people go, you know, uh, ARV times 0.7 minus repair minus your margin. Um, I have taught my guy to look at the sold comps that, you know, are similar characteristics um, and look for sales either uh, to a rehabber, uh, mm-hmm. to a landlord buyer or somebody that bought, you know, owner occupant move in ready. And you can tell by the pictures in the description. So, for instance, if it's sold to a rehabber, the house is fully renovated, you look at what the sales price is, um, the sales history, and you'll see what it sold at to that rehabber before we flipped it. Mm-hmm. Every time we find that number or we find something that was turned into a rental and purchased mm-hmm. and turned into a rental or mm-hmm. it like it's purchased, moved in ready, like that's my B2C price. Mm-hmm. So, we just knock off 20K our margin, and that's our mayo. Mm-hmm. He anchors below that. Mm-hmm. I think we can, we can add more value. We can come up with a higher offer price to homeowners if we're just going in and basically not like finding the B2C price based on the sole comps, knocking off our margin, 20K, and that's our mayo. He can quickly make offers, quickly just look for the comps, get a feel for it. Of course, there's some mm-hmm. touch, there's some feel that sure. he gets over, over, over time. Yep. He's not worrying about repair costs. He's not doing, you know, his ARV calculation where he's in, end up always going to come in with a low ball offer. Yep. Doing that number also gets you to an uh, offer price that works for a landlord buyer, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it works for somebody that uh, a house that's not going to be completely renovated. Good stuff. Good stuff. So a totally different approach. So you're looking at the, the, the pretty houses that were obviously just rehabbed. And then you look at the history to see what that person bought it for. And that gives you an idea of where you need to be. That, yep. That's my B2C. That's the starting point. Got it. That's, that's what, what I want to sell at. That's where I want to sell. That's my B2C purchase a, a price, right? That's where I want to sell the property. So if I just take out my margin off of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hold on. You, you, you find the, the flip price, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you find the, 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 the retail price of one of the pretty properties. Right. And then you look at what they bought it for. Correct. Before they rehabbed it. Right. Correct. Correct. And that price, that's your target price there. That is where I assume I can sell this home at. Ah, to, gonna, to wholesale. Got it to an investor buyer. Right. I understand. Knock, I got you I'm now. Knock off my margin, and that's mm-hmm. my mail. That's got my maximum allowable offer. It works. Oh, it, it works. It's crazy. And I've, no, no, I like it. It's 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 short and sweet. And I always yeah. I always say you just want to you just want a ballpark number anyway. You just want to get something that you know you'll probably be able to make work. And then if worse comes to worse, then you know you'll have to make an adjustment. But if as long as you're in the ballpark and you got it under contract, you're you're kind of winning, right? Exactly. And and then again, I mean, everybody getting an offer. Um, that's just another marketing piece. I know Tom, you know Tom Crow would say that you know all day your offer is just not another marketing piece. So if we get some good ballpark offers out there, they're either going to reply via email or reply via phone call. And then we can continue that conversation, fine tune that number and lock it up. 
Mm-hmm. I like it. Tom Kroll. Man, love that, <laughs> love that dude. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, totally, right? I was like, every time I talk to him, I just, I, I leave energized. And I was like, I wish I had some of that. Uh, Todd Toback's kind of like that, too. Um, yeah, they're my original mentors. Yeah, you had good ones, for sure. Okay, so uh, you come to, they, your, your acquisition guy comes to an agreement over the phone. Then, now it's time to get the signature. How does that process work? Uh, we DocuSign vast majority DocuSign. of our agreements. Yep. Okay. Um, and he'll set a task for our virtual assistant who she actually can put uh, the details in a Podio web form mm-hmm. and it actually merges, web merges the document, zaps it to DocuSign and sends it to seller. Sweet. I'm working on that functionality at this very moment. I thought I was... I thought it was smart, but someone's already done that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it makes sense. Is you don't, you know, very a quick, quick little offer app. Um, I'll send you a form so you can see the back mm-hmm. end. But there's, okay. we're, we're actually um, considering um, PipeDrive and PandaDoc. You can actually create the form within their their CRM, and they'll send it out. It'll save you on the web merge costs. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about that. Yeah. All right, yeah, you show me all about that. Okay, so, <laughs> we've been doing the texting, and I've been uh, it's like, well, if I could just, instead of mailing people offers, what if I just texted them a link to the DocuSign? Yeah. Right? Yeah. See? They're just another marketing piece. So, for sure. For sure. Yeah, texting totally. is heating up. Texting is heating up. We're trying to get into it. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're slowly you should, taking a step. You should check out, a, one of my students created his own. It's really hot. It's called Go for Clothes, and it's working really well. Wow. It's a go for clothes. Yeah. Go for clothes.com. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty ninja and it's cheap too. So at least it is right now. So I want to check it out. Get grandfathered in. <laughs> get it um, on. But anyway, go for cool. So, um, you send over, you get a, a, the offer on DocuSign, you send that over. So tell me that when I was doing virtual wholesaling, we did a lot, uh, probably about six years ago. And still, even with like the people that said, yes, yes, I will sell my house to you. We still had a big challenge in getting them to actually sign the document and, and solidify everything. Do you guys have any sort of challenges with that or how do you, how do you um, improve those numbers? Yeah, uh, for sure. He, he's usually um, just, you know, anecdotally, because I don't speak to so many sellers um, anymore, mm-hmm. thankfully. Um, but he usually is telling me like, yeah, I got a few people on the ropes, a few people I'm expecting to sign today. Um, yeah. But because he's able to like power down all those leads. Yeah. I'm thinking that's the difference is he makes up for it in volume. See, we didn't power dial like that. We were just doing direct mail, follow up and try and close the deal and then send the contract over. And I'd say even with everyone that said yes, still 50% of them wouldn't sign, but they just said, you just said yes to me on the phone. But if you're power dialing, then that doesn't matter as much. Right. They may say, yeah, I'll sign like three times, right? Three mm-hmm. different conversations, but because he's touching them on a regular basis right. Right. more quickly and efficiently, he's getting them to that point to where, the, where they're finally ready. Yeah. Plus um, you're talking to so many more people than I was. So that also makes up for it. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we love All it. right. So now you got the property under contract. What's next? Now you go out to the property and what do you do? Yeah, so we actually go, you know, we've, we've uh, finally fine-tuned and uh, we actually tell the sellers up front that we need two inspections. Um, mm-hmm. You know, first to, t- to get pictures unless they have them for us. And then a the transition second. agreement, right? Right, right. Yeah. 
<laughs> we need um, two inspections. I like it. Yes, up front. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we want to get in there and take pictures just to make sure that the house checks out. And then a second one um, where we'll bring in buyers and partners. And um, I've, I've learned, again, from my mentors, Tito back. Um, it's all about the expectation that you set with the sellers. Um, 100%, so, yeah. For sure. John, and my acquisition manager in his script, is letting them know the vast majority of the time we're going to immediately resell your property for a profit. So mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about you know them you know freaking out at the last minute. Who are all these people? Mm-hmm. You know, these are potential buyers. Do you want to sell your uh, property quickly, conveniently uh, with us, and we can make it happen? This is our process. Mm-hmm. So um, they're, nice. they're doing that. That second inspection, big walkthrough. We do have listing language in our agreements. Um, my disposition manager is an agent, um, but out of every call it five deals we get, only one or two make it to an MLS buyer. Mm-hmm. Even though we have them listed there and then we market internally, we're usually getting it under contract with an internal buyer um, because the net margins are going to be better than on the MLS. Sweet. The, so you, but, you, the beauty, the, but I will say the reason that you still do list everything on MLS is because mm-hmm. there are deals that we could not sell to a, a, our, one of our cash buyers that mm-hmm. some person in the far reaches of MLS right. want that really unique, you know, unique yeah. property that you would never think that would ever sell. So, mm-hmm. so it's worth it to list everything, I think. Yeah. Exposure creates the demand. So MLS is probably the best exposure out there for... For buyers. So super. So you flipping everything then? Everything, everything wholesaling. Um, I've done three rehabs uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two were mildly successful. Um, mm-hmm. Should you know, should have been wholesaled, would have been better off uh, wholesaling those. The last one was a really slam dunk deal. That was earlier this year. It was like a condo near Linux Mall. So very... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, small uh, repair, um, didn't have to worry about anything outside. If I got a unicorn deal like that, I'd rehab it. Um, but that's about it. I sense that you're about to tell me I need to start holding property. No, I wasn't going to say nothing. And I just, just, <laughs> but I'm I know hold that. everything. Y'all can do what you want to do. That. I'm going to hold though. Huh? I know. I know it though. I will too. I will too. I'm, yeah. I'm so that uh, does lead me to my next question, but it's not what you think. So what do you see for the next year and how is it changing the way you're doing business right now? So the one thing that um, I want to make sure that we continue to do is really get a feel for our buyers. Um, I think even in a downturn, a downturn, um, you know, there will be you know buyers, landlord buyers looking for properties to hold, to you know acquire and hold. Mm-hmm. So being um, you know having a good pulse on who to go to for those. Um, vast majority of the deals that we're locking up are from tired landlords in the first place. Right. I don't. I think that you know uh, some of the folks, the fly by nighters, or the people that don't have a system and a process in place, will go away. We'll still continue to find um, yep. the deals that will be great holds, and we'll we'll still um, we'll still do deals uh, with them. So nice. Yeah, get your systems and processes in place. Run. Uh, be a well-oiled organization, and you're going to be fine in any market. I think. That's my hundred percent. I I will say though, I know that we've relied too much on just list source leads. We got to get back to some more niche niche lists, um, mm-hmm. as well as um, you know, dabbling with the text messages. So a few uh, another um, um, marketing channel. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go mm-hmm. you know 
uh, spread myself too thin. We're going into that and figuring out that, and then we'll move on and, and do some different things. Nice. Sweet. So what's in the future that you're excited about? Man, I am excited about REI Live Atlanta. Oh, tell me what this is. Yeah, so REI Live um, is uh, the baby of <laughs> Brian Tripp. Brian Tripp is um, a friend of yours, I, I believe. Um, yeah, definitely. And he is the founder of the REI Live brand. Um, it was the biggest um, Maria in Birmingham and in Alabama. Um, and he licensed that out to Sarasota, Florida, as well as Columbia, South Carolina, and came into Atlanta this past year. Um, I had the great opportunity of taking over this brand, REI Live Atlanta, um, as of like May this year. It's a monthly meetup where we bring in the you know best and brightest um, national speakers. We've had Tom Kroll, of course, Brent Daniels, Joe McCall, Eddie Speed, um, Jamil Danji, Pace Morby. Um, so it's, it, I think it's the only meetup, monthly meetup, where we're usually having a national you know, recognize coach, thought leader, um, or guests coming to speak. Uh, I really look forward to hoping having you, Mr. Terrio, come out <laughs> All right, and, then. Uh, and grace us at some point. Um, but yeah, for sure. It's, it's a great, it's a great group, um, you know, where, you know, we're looking to educate and instruct people how to go out and make money, take action in real estate. And um, we're bringing in the national guest and um, website is REI Live ATL. Dot com. R-E-I live A-T-L dot com. All righty. So if they yeah. want to get in touch with you, that's the best place for them to go? Yes. Uh, or um, I am B Barnes. I am B Barnes. Um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, I actually do some coaching, some small group coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the other thing that I'm really excited about. Um, and, you know, what I'm showing people is that way of coming up with their offer prices, power dialing their follow-ups, um, and doing deals only over the phone. So, you know, if anybody's interested in that, um, replicating oh, that. I'm sure there's uh, plenty. I love to coach and teach. Yeah, and, um, sweet. Well, Brandon's a good dude, as you can all probably tell by now. So if uh, you would like to uh, reach out to him, now you know how to do it. All right, Brandon, it's been a pleasure. Let's stay in touch. Let's do it again. For sure. Can't wait. All right. God bless to your success. I'm Matt Terrio, living no. the dream. Podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.